Hey, I want to take a quick second and thank all of you who have purchased ScareZone shirts and other ScareZone items. We really appreciate it, whether it's hoodies or we've sold a few women's tanks. Uh, you know, we really love the fact that you guys are going to be wearing the ScareZone apparel out at Halloween Horror Nights this year. But more importantly, it really helps us make sure this show can stay on each and every week. And then we create new content for you guys during the good times, like right now when we are just a few weeks out. And during the dark times, when we're going to have to create new content with not a whole lot to work with, but it's going to be awesome. And, and having your support really means a lot to us. So again, ScareZone shirts are available now, multiple colors, multiple different uh, design options that are really cool. Mine just came in. They're great. You can find that at ScareZone.com. Just click the button to go to the store. Once you're there on the top, you'll see it. It'll take you to all your options. If you order now, you still should be able to get it at least by the beginning of Halloween Horror Nights. And we really would love to see you out there again. Take a picture, you know, wearing it. And we'll tweet it out. And really, again, I, I don't want this to be just a giant sales pitch. We really appreciate all the love and support that comes out of the show. So much so the next week we have something really cool, hopefully available as well, that you may want to take to Halloween Horror Nights too. You never know. We're still working on it. So, all right, let's get on with it. Here's episode 12 of Scare Zone. Welcome to episode 12 of Scare Zone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. Now, I was going to have to do this one alone. It was just going to be me, because Scott's working. Chris is in London, unavailable. He's got stuff with whatever he does during his day job. I don't ask. I don't ask. But I'm joined. I, I, I looked around the office, and I said, who have I been to Halloween Horror Nights the most with here? And really, there have been a couple guys, actually, I've been to Horror Nights with. But Will, who's here with me, William Haynes. Hello. You may know him from WDW Today. That's right. You may know him from the podcast. And if you're into whiskey... Or even if you're not into whiskey but want to get into it, you need to check out the podcast. Right. And that's on. I, I well, encourage like, you to do that. And it's a whiskey podcast. comes out every week. But if you're a WDW Today listener, you know Will from that show that I'm also on. And Will and I have been to Horror Nights since the first year we went was 2001. Right. And uh, we've been going pretty much every year, give or take a few years, uh, together. Yeah. So I, I think we were talking earlier, and I think it's probably close to 10 we've been together. Yeah. So and that, I've only I been mean, to by twelve, and I've been since two thousand one. Missed two years. I mean, most years, right? Maybe two or three years out there that I pop down with other people or by myself, quietly walking around and going, "Oh, man. I'm scared." Man, we got some war stories. <laughs> we do. Love lost, love gained. Surgery rooms, all <laughs> sorts of crazy, all sorts of crazy stuff. You know who you are if you're listening out there. <laughs> you know who you are. We, we've we've had some fun because Will and I've been going since we were fifteen. So you can imagine we're thirty now. Uh, the kind of adventures we would right. have had. The reasons we were going at 15 are a little different than we are now. Yeah. And about seven years into it, things also changed when you turned 21. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah. so maybe some of you, uh, especially as you you obviously are, are of the podcast, right. uh, you enjoy an adult beverage from time to time. Absolutely. And it, that was one of those things of like walking around. We're like, one day. <laughs> one day we'll have one of those blood bags. Yeah. And then we had it. It was like... This is why. A, why do they sell these blood? This packs? is a warm Jello shot. This is <laughs> disgusting. Uh, but not Sam. I had one. You got to try it uh, once or twice. But now it is. Now today is a pretty interesting show. Like I said, Will and I have been going for years, and I was reaching out to some friends, and of course I reached out to our good friend and yours, 
the Tim Tracker himself. And I said, Tim, you going to be in the parks at all? And he said, yeah, of course. I'm always in the parks. So I said, cool. Can you give us some rundown of the uh, scare zones? And he said, absolutely. I'll give you a full walkthrough of the scare zones. So here's what's going to happen, guys. You're going to hear... A, a bit with just sort of a summary of the scare zones first. You're going to hear, you know, Tim talk about everything kind of in a briefly. Then we're going to go maybe play you a little bit of an interview that Chris did with Eileen Dietz, who is in the film The Exorcist. And then we're going to come back after that. And we're going to give, and, and, and well, we just got done with Tim. Tim gives us, he walks the entire. It's intense. Yeah. It's, it, you got you to gotta take it in, guys. If you're, you usually watch Tim's videos on the Tim Tracker on YouTube. And if you don't, I highly encourage it. If you don't usually watch it, you're going to enjoy this because this is a unedited. Now, we're going to have to edit it because he gets stopped a lot. <laughs> right. A lot, a lot of people love Tim Tracker, and he gets stopped a lot throughout the parks. He gives us a full walkthrough of everything he sees when it comes to what is happening with Halloween Horror Nights. And it's a lot of fun to listen to. If you're getting excited, if you don't want any spoilers, I would maybe encourage you not listening. But it's, really, it's just props and things. Yeah, you you say the word walkthrough. And normally yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, you took notes. You're given the rundown. No, no. no he's walking yeah. through Sometimes quickly. Sometimes park. short. Depends, right. Depends if he gets stuck. So you get to enjoy that. So let's go ahead and take a listen. Now, Tim is going to be joining us right now. Let's go to our uh, walkthrough experience. You're going to have the VR experience. This is kind of like a VR experience with the Tim Tracker. This is the uh, the Reposit Tracker. <laughs> Here you go. Take a listen. All right. As teased earlier, we are now joined again by our friend, not our foe, someone we enjoy to talk with often, Mr. Tim Tracker, the Tim Tracker himself. And Tim, from the festive music behind you, I can only guess where you are. And maybe it's a Christmas store or something like that. Where are you calling us from? I am calling from outside of the Lost and Found at Universal Studios, Florida. Very nice. Did you? What'd you lose? Yeah, you lose those glasses. No, no, I was just sitting down here waiting for you guys to call, and it just has nice background music. There's some lavender here and bees. It's quite a wonderful area to sit down in could you get them to turn the music off i don't think that scare zone has the rights to that oh i can step away no no, no just we're just, we're just <laughs> all right man well we wanted to talk to you today because obviously chris and i and scott's a busy man aren't in the parks that often and we've seen a lot of people posting pictures of what scare zones are looking like and you're there on the ground right now that yourself how's it feeling so far oh it feels good most of the scare zones have a lot of props in them except for vamp 55 yeah, that was a question that someone, uh, uh, one of our Twitter questions that came in, CatsFan954, Joey, he said, is there still nothing much going on there in Vamp 55? Which is honestly, well, originally until I saw uh, some of these other other uh, scare zones being built was the one I was excited about the most. Yeah, there's the only thing that's up that we saw was some banners that say, go sons, fight, win, something or other. It's like for the homecoming parade. Yeah. I guess the, the name of the mascot for Hollywood High School is the sun. Clever. Because it's vampires. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Vampires. But, but that's all. So this may just be a scare zone that is uh, is just contained with a lot of uh, with a lot of actors. Maybe some motorcycles or something like that. Well, we'll see. Stuff they don't have to roll out. The idea is that you're there during the homecoming parade. So I could see that it would be very easy for them to just pull out a bunch of homecoming floats. Right. As if it were a parade. Yeah, you don't have to disrupt everything well during the non-Horror Night season. So yeah, I guess that. So maybe so we have some hope. What about the opposite end of the spectrum? You know, this came in. I think, Will, you got a Twitter question from the first guy? Yes. From that Florida guy? Yeah, we got a, we got a uh, Twitter question from that Florida guy. And he says, which is the biggest scare zone or which scare zone will be the most intimate and close to So get? I guess that's two opposite yeah, ends Yeah, so spectrum. what's the biggest, what's the smallest? Okay, so the biggest is Survivor Die. 
that one's over there in New York, and that one goes from the statue of Lou Wasserman all the way down to uh, Jimmy Fallon race through New York. Whoa. So yeah, it's it's a good like three blocks. It's like hard to avoid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. No, there's no way to get around that one. And that one is the whole like they're making. Is that the one they're like making air because air is polluted? Yeah, they have some. One of the groups found a machine that can make fresh oxygen, and uh, I guess the, all the rest of the air has been polluted, and everybody's trying to get a hold of this machine. And I guess they're trying to recruit you to join their ranks as they try to find this machine. Man, that is a. I'm just picturing this in my head. That is a gigantic scare zone. That is like yeah. almost bizarrely huge. And here's something else that we noticed today too: is that there's over by Jimmy Fallon where Macy's is and the the Metro Tribune, the the newspaper yeah. building. There's a tower that has projectors on it. Ah. So we're thinking that maybe that will be like um, acid assault was, where there's projection mapping yeah. and stuff's happening to the buildings as you're walking through. So there might not be very many scare actors on the Jimmy Fallon side because that's where there's a bunch of house entrances and stuff right. like that. But there's still going to be a lot to add. A lot of I hope they do that projection. That's like mind-blowing. That last time was great. Yeah, like when they yeah. did that, it was it was actually like threw you for a loop that it wasn't actually happening. Like it was, yeah. was kind of crazy. Yeah, I love that. I, I, that's a, uh, Hopefully, Tim, you're right. Now, uh, what about the opposite? What do you feel is the most, this is from, again, from that Florida guy, what is the most intimate, close together? What's going to be, maybe, I guess, the scariest feeling? Well, here's the thing is, we we went through uh, Dead Man's Wharf just now, and they've added so much more. So you guys probably saw the pictures on Twitter yeah. and stuff like that of the big ship that's coming tw- sort of out of the water. There's a big ship, and there's, a, there's like a guy standing up on top of it right now. It's just a mannequin, but... Opposite of that ship, opposite of the bow of that ship, is like a little dinghy and a bunch of sea grapes and like crab traps and all kinds of other buoys and stuff set up. And so those, because the construction walls for uh, Fast and Furious are there, which have been painted black now, so there's not all that crazy. Oh, great. So it's not going to distract you. Yeah. Those construction walls push those out. So the, the scare zone is much, much tighter than it was last year for... Um, for the the black and white scare zone, I don't remember the name of it. Right yeah, now. I think Dead Man's Wharf is going to be my favorite scare zone. Someone it did looks really cool. Yeah, someone did ask if because I put out a thing to do questions for someone who's going to be on the ground. And they asked, "Have you climbed the uh, the ship yet?" So I can assume, no. no, that's a no. You don't want your pass, uh, even though annual passes are changing today. You don't want that yeah. uh, <laughs> taken away. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that there is a scaffolding set up inside of the ship. I don't know if that's just to change out lights or whatever, but maybe somebody could be up inside of the ship. That's awesome. Or it could just be lights. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, there's somebody up in the ship. Hopefully, we can see the uh, the dead man himself. <laughs> you know, yeah. That sounds it's like the Undertaker. We'll see. The, the Undertaker will be uh, be running this ship. All right. We'll make sure always to follow Tim. Anything else sticking out for you, man, as you walk through? Even just any other Halloween Horror Nights things you can tell houses being built or anything construction. You're hearing some Bill and Ted rehearsal. Anything popping around? Uh, I didn't hear any Bill and Ted rehearsal, and I didn't see any construction, but I did see the stage show for Academy. I didn't see the actual show. I saw the stage setup for Academy of Villains. It looks like it's going to be pretty neat looking. There is a lot of stage there. There's a whole backdrop with a huge television screen that they'll be able to put all kinds of uh, videos up on for them to interact with, I'm assuming. What about the chance scares? People are saying that like there looks to be a stage area, actually, and maybe we're going to get some sort of chance show-ish thing what do you think so there are four small stages in the chance scare zone area 
and then there's this big marquee type banner hanging across the top with the the happy and sad like the the thespian right symbols common uh, and those have big red lights for eyeballs and they've got lights shining down so as soon as you walk into it you've got lights shining in your face and then there's three stages on the right and one stage on the left but the center stage on the right has speakers mounted to the side of it whereas none of the other stages have speakers ah. mounted to them so i'm thinking maybe how observant be, of you <laughs> yeah that'll yeah. be the main chance stage right there in the center and then there's some some like decorative ropes that hang down from that marquee. I don't know what those are for because you can tell which wires are there to hold up the marquee. And then there's just these two ropes, one on either side, that come down and are like set aside right now up yeah. on top of like the Despicable Me roof and the Shrek roof. So maybe we'll get some uh, some strange uh, Chance aerialists. At least you, you've, it looks like you've picked out the spot where people will be taking their selfies with Chance. So that's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Tim, again, we have one more question. I know you guys got to get back to your voyage and your trip. Is Jin with you now or is it just you? It's a solo no, trip. it's just me. I, I ran straight from work out here to take a look at all the Halloween Horror Night stuff. Well, keep listen to Back to the Future music really loud. Very good. Just <laughs> rip, reminisce pre-Simpsons. Yeah. Now, now, hold on. We can just ask that it's off topic. Which do you prefer more? I know the Simpsons land is pretty awesome, but are you more of a Simpsons or more of a Back to the Future guy? Oh, for the ride, Back to the Future. Yeah, the ride itself. Back to the Future was way absolutely, better. Than absolutely. Absolutely. But you do get the great, you know, Moe's and all that. Yeah, Moe's is great. Will and I have spent too much time at Moe's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's one of the other things we're looking forward to for Halloween Horror Nights is last year they introduced Dufftoberfest there at uh, Duff's. Garden. Yeah, I, I look forward to that. We were here last year. We didn't get to go last year. So this year, we'll hopefully that will return and uh, we'll do it. And I know, Tim, I'm just going to speak for you as well. You guys out there, Will, who's on the show, I know, Tim, you're, you're sort of a fan as well. I'm not necessarily a fan of the drink, but Will, who is on the show today, who's on WDWTA, also has the podcast, his whiskey podcast. That's right. And we are in search of actually getting ourselves a hand on some fire whiskey, some Harry Potter fire whiskey That's for you. Not the drink. We want the bottle. Yeah. We want the actual thing. So, look, if there's universal people out there, we know you're listening. Just hook us up. Hook me up. Hook Tim up. You know, let's 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 make something happen. All right, man. Well, um, I really appreciate you giving us a call. I look forward to that show too. So, I know that a lot of, there was some negativity on the show, but we, we I feel like it's coming around. You're saying that show, the Academy of Horrors, looks pretty cool. Academy of Monsters. Yeah, Academy of Horrors. Yeah. yeah. Academy of Villains. Villains. Sorry. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, the uh, the stage looks really neat. Like it looks like it's going to be a pretty neat setup. And after watching some of the uh, some of the dances that they did from America's Got Talent yeah. and stuff like that, I'm kind of excited to see it. I think it's going to be like it'll be enough for people to stop and it'll grab their attention as they're walking by. Yeah, I look forward to it. I think you're right. I've been in contact with some of the people there. We hope to arrange. We've had some things come up and they haven't been able to schedule it, but we hope to have somebody on from the show just to kind of give us a preview. But for you, I mean, I guess, are you going night one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I assume we'll see everything on your YouTube page, which again is just the Tim Tracker. I have my Tim Tracker t shirt. It came, so I'll be rocking that. Uh, maybe not Halloween Horror Nights night because I may have to go out and, and push. I gotta maybe have to push my own scare zone. But other than that, I'll be rocking the, the Tim Tracker shirt. Check out his stuff. If for some yeah. reason you are not you know watching it, which most of our listeners are so intensely you know following everything Universal, you've seen some of Tim's videos and you've obviously heard him on previous podcasts. Make sure you follow him again on on Twitter, on on Facebook, everywhere you can find him. But obviously, uh, the YouTube is the main uh, the main hub, the YouTube channel, and that is just the Tim Tracker, right? 
All right. It's the well, Tim Tracker. It's the Tim Tracker everywhere. It's the Tim Tracker everywhere. All right, let's take a quick break there. Now let's go over to see Chris across the pond. He did this interview. Here's Eileen Dietz. She was the demon face in The Exorcist. She was also Reagan in multiple shots, a lot of the effect shots, like the pea soup scene, and so much more. But let's kick it over to Chris Ripley. Going solo. He left me for this interview. And uh, it's pretty fun. So if you're waiting for The Exorcist, you're excited. This should be a good one to check out. Let's go to that now. Well, I'm lucky enough to be sitting down right now with Eileen Dietz. Now, Eileen, um, you've been in a number of uh, features over the years um, from uh, Constantine, Creep Show, I believe even Halloween, uh, Halloween 2, I think it was. Um, yep. Also, a number of cult classics such as the Planet of the Apes TV show, Happy Days, and then most famously in General Hospital. So, The Exorcist, which, which um, we want to come on to now, how did you originally get the gig for that? I did a play called uh, Joyce Carol Oates play. I don't, do you know Joyce Carol Oates? The, she writes about wrestling a lot. And oh, yes. Boxing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, she wrote this pre uh, prologue to one of her short stories. She's very famous for writing short stories. So she wrote a prologue and this producer in New York, because um, we shot the extras in New York, incidentally, um, uh, put it on as a play and cast me as the title character in that. And it's just like a typical story. Some agents came down, saw the play, called me up, asked me if I wanted to audition for this film mm-hmm. called The Exorcist. And I went down, auditioned for it. They asked me to read the book, which is fabulous, by the way. Um, and I went and read the book, did some improvs, and the rest, as they say, is history. Oh, wow. So it- I met Dick Smith, and I went out to his studio. He was, was the makeup amazing. guy. Yeah. The grandfather, the godfather of makeup. The godfather. And his yeah. studio had busts of of uh, 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 Dustin Hoffman and Marlon Brando and oh, wow. all these people he had done makeup for. Yeah. So uh, that, then they I did a screen test and I played the little girl and the demon and yeah. then I got cast and went to Washington DC mm-hmm. and that's when I met Lee J. Cobb. Oh, wow. I have very long answers to very simple questions. Well, we, we love long answers. So is it true that, the, as you say, you played the demon and you played uh, the part of Reagan for certain shots and, and different scenes. Was it you that was on the bed when it was the pea soup scene? Yes. I was just going to ask how long that scene took to film. Um, a day. Oh, wow. All in a day. Uh, well, it was much of a day. It, it, it was done, um, or maybe it was a very long morning. Mm. It was a long time ago, <laughs> but um, they actually put this thing in my mouth like a bit on mm-hmm. a horse, and the pea soup came out of that. So you couldn't talk and you couldn't eat. Um, at the time, I actually smoked cigarettes, and I couldn't smoke. So in that that way, it was really challenging, but it was really fun. Everything was fun. I mean, I did the levitation. I did the death scene at the end. Um was remarkable when Father Karras grabs me off the bed and throws me on the floor. Yeah. So I really did all the fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, it sounds uh, it sounds like it. So um, working with uh, Dick Smith again um, and all the different special effects um, and sort of puppets, can you tell us anything about that, the use of special effects? Um, well, he didn't actually do the special effects. He actually did the makeup. Mm-hmm. A man named, and I, I never remember his last name, his name was Marcel. Mm-hmm. He did all this the special effects type things like the levitation. Yeah. And um that you know, that kind of I mean it was obviously a combination of the two of them. 
uh, thank God there was no CGI and no. everything had to be done manually. Yeah. And actually very simply, when when you think about it, the face of death or Captain Howdy, yeah. the black and white face, has obviously absolutely become the icon of the film. I mean, with everything else they, they did or could have done and stuff like that, yeah. that's the face that... Um, that they print everywhere, shown everywhere, is in the trailer. And people come up to me all the time and say that was the scariest part of the whole film. That is pretty scary. How did you actually end up um, being that character as well? Uh, the Face of Death? Yeah. All I remember is we shot the last day of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, the very last day, I was the only one that was there with the crew. And it was a makeup test that they had tried and for some reason somebody um said well you know let's put this on film and that's what happened oh wow and the funny thing was i booked a commercial the same day because the film was supposed to wrap and wrap and wrap oh (laughs) and it never did so i booked the commercial and um i the the exorcist people said you can't shoot a commercial you have to come shoot with us Mm. but we're going to call the screen actors go and the commercial people said, oh, no, you committed to us, but we're going to call the guild. And so I finished like at noon. I said, how many spots are you shooting? They said two. And I, um, everybody worked so quick to get me out of there because everybody knew what was going on. That's really how it came about. It was just a last-minute idea. And apparently that's what scared the bejesus out of everybody. Oh, it's so iconic. I mean, it's just synonymous with the film now is, is that image. Uh, I mean, it's fantastic that you 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 were both you know the played parts of the of the the lead actress there, Reagan, and of the the demon as well. I mean, that's just fantastic, and one of the most you know as they've described through the years, one of the most scariest films ever made. Yeah, and you know, believe me, I um, I write gratitude lists every night about things I'm really grateful for in my life. <laughs> my partner does that. Well, it it works out really well, especially <laughs> yeah. you know going through a depressed stage or you're not feeling that happy or something like that. And then you figure out everything you're grateful for and you can't be depressed and grateful at the same time. Mm. (laughs) So, and generally, and a lot of nights, you know, it's exactly the same thing, but um, I'm so grateful for the exorcist, you know, Mm. I mean, that's what happens in the acting field. It's one thing in your life that you were at the right place at the right time, but Mm -hmm. I don't believe in being at the right place at the right time. I believe in doing the work yeah. uh, or whatever you need to do to be at the right place at the right time. And you better be prepared. Yeah, definitely. Because you could have the biggest audition of your life. And if you don't know what you're doing, then you might as well not be there. No. So the the, the huge impact that the film had, Where, where did, do you remember where you were when you first saw the film? The finished? You know, oh, finished? yeah. They had a screening in, in Manhattan. So, at a theater somewhere on the east side. So what was your first impression? So I, I went to the screening before I came out to L.A. Oh, right. So so what were your first impressions of the film when you'd seen it all together? Uh, strangely enough, it was scary, but none of us knew it would be the scariest movie of all time. Really? One of the scariest parts in the whole movie is when Ellen Burstyn goes up to the attic mm-hmm. and hears the rat up there. Yeah. And stuff, but so but see, we all knew how it was made. I don't know um, how people who weren't connected with the film obviously felt, 
but we all knew how it was made and how it was cut and how it was edited. So the things that are so frightfully scary, like walking into the room and seeing, I mean, my feeling why the film is so very, very amazingly popular. And my manager's um, uh, partner um, just uh, saw the film for the first time the other day on Sunday afternoon of all things. Wow. Um, and loved it. Absolutely loved it. The film holds up, but usually it holds up because this is my opinion again, that parents were so frightened because they thought they were going to open the bedroom door and their kids were going to be possessed, <laughs> yeah. you know, and little kids felt like in the middle of the night, they were going to get possessed. And so it was the identification level that made, made and still makes that film so scary. It was actually banned in the UK. I know that. Yeah. Which I think is really kind of silly because it's actually a very religious film and the fact that the demon loses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the exorcism works. Don't know. I mean, it didn't even make its way onto UK TV until 2001, can you believe? I can believe it. Yeah. And, and then on TV, of course, they, they probably cut it to bits, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Heavily edited, yeah. Okay, so my last question is... Being that The Exorcist is going to be at Hollywood and Orlando Universal Studios' Halloween Horror Nights this year, will you be attending either of the events to see your image in the houses? Yeah, um, don't know yet. Have but you... the, the exhibit is really, they don't really need anybody. No. The exhibit apparently is, you know, what it is. Yeah. And I know it's so crowded here you know, to get to do anything or see anything. Mm. And uh, I work on, I work on Halloween a lot in other venues. So we'll just see what happens. Have you ever been to Halloween Horror Nights? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> My manager takes his three kids every year. Really? And he says, Eileen, you would hate it. All you would do is stand on line and stand on, we stand on line for hours and, I don't like standing online. Well, you you can so, get a, you can get a fast pass. I can. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll do it this year. Thanks to Chris for hooking that up, and thank you, Eileen, for joining us. You can get her new book, Exercising My Demons: An Actress's Journey to the Exorcist and Beyond. It's available right now on Amazon. And again, thank you, Eileen. But now let's go to that walkthrough with the Tim Tracker. You right said, now, I'm at the front entrance. I'm like, just walked in the gates. Let you usually your eyes. It's pretty easy to follow your eyes because we follow you on YouTube. But why don't you give us a little idea of, of what what you're seeing as you're going in? Yeah, so we're walking in right now, and we can see Despicable Me on the left and uh, Shrek on the right, which I think this is called Plaza of the Stars. Yes. And this is heading into the Chance Care Zone, and we can see the two, uh, the happy face and the sad face from the the thespians, the theatrical right. icons. Beckoning us forward with their red eyes, and there's red and green lights, and some torn, uh, some torn curtains hanging down from them. And oh no, the Blues Brothers are honking at me oh, no. out of the middle of the road. It's Mike Alejo. He's there. He's trying to get yeah. you. Well, that was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> One of the originals of of Halloween that still sticks around, or of Halloween of Universal that's still somehow around when everything else seems yeah. to change. Somehow the Blues Brothers stick around. Right. I'm not really quite sure how that happens. They're like, Back to the Future, eh, no one cares. Blues Brothers, still relevant. We're in. <laughs> and then, so now we're heading into the Chance Scare Zone. 
and we see the three stages on the right and one stage on the left. And it's actually pretty interesting because they set them up and they're perfectly measured out so that they fit right inside of the bump outs of the sidewalk uh, in this area here yeah. where the strollers normally park in between the bump outs. Sure. We've got three or four stages set up. I'm excited to see what's behind the curtains because it looks like there's a lot of space back behind the curtains for well, somebody to be doing some sort of an act. Or something. Yeah. That's, I mean, I hope so. I hope we get some sort of stage show elements. Now, I, I, here's what I'd like you to tell us as you walk through. For those that are the, the scaredy cats that want to get away, any space there for them to kind of pop over to the side onto the sidewalk and get around this scare zone? Well, there is. There's a little bit of space over by Despicable Me and a little bit of space over by Shrek where they could run down the sides. But I know from last year, uh, all bets the, are off. These characters will go up on those sidewalks. And there's one spot over by Despicable Me where a scare actor really likes to hide behind a little piece of facade and he can jump out and get people really good from that spot. So you know, nowhere is safe in that one. <laughs> yeah. I have been safe running close to Shrek, but there will be a line running right next to that for the uh, Krampus house. Yeah, because that's in the Shrek... Is that in the Shrek theater? It's in, or yeah, it's in, yeah, it's in the, the second Shrek theater. All right, so... And now we're coming up on Jimmy Fallon Race Through New York, which is... Coming along amazingly. Yeah, created by our friend Jason Sorrell, who's on the show. He, he's excited about that. Uh, and actually, the Rainbow Room facade is coming coming along quite nicely. You can start to see the actual outline of the Rainbow Room, or 30 Rock. That's awesome. And as we head into Survivor Die, you can see some tunnels coming from... I had to look this up. There's a central area in the center of New no, York. Not Central Park. to be Gramercy Park. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it doesn't look a lot like the actual Gramercy Park, but it does look a little bit like it because there is an angel statue. Not bad. And uh, <laughs> there is an angel statue in Gramercy Park in New York, but this angel statue is a little bit different. Tim, how many uh, how many selfies are you taking as you're walking through this with people? That's what I want to know. <laughs> uh, I haven't taken any selfies. We have had to tell a few people that we were po recording for a podcast. <laughs> And uh, so we are walking right in between Macy's, which there has been rumored to be a giant Halloween store, Night store going in Macy's. Was there last year? Is that and where it was? Was it in the Macy's? It was in the Twister right. gift shop last uh, year. Which doesn't exist. I didn't even know you could go inside the Macy's. I didn't know that was. So that's pretty awesome. I've never actually been inside the Macy's, but yeah. the I. Stein and Company right next oh, to it, yeah. I've been inside. That's the extended queue for the mummy. Right. And that's where we did some of Legendary Truth last year. Right. So you've experienced so, some of that VR stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. All right. Well, I look forward to hearing uh, your feedback on the full, the full length of uh, the scariest thing in the world. It's what it sounds like. Yeah. So you're still in Survivor or Die, and you will be for the next. Still in Survivor Die. <laughs> Walking past Finnegan's now. Which, uh, in my opinion, is the best place to go for Stay and Scream because it's air-conditioned, you can get a drink in there, yep. and then there's, like, it, it, most people think that there's not a lot of room in the Finnegan's Stay and Scream area because they count the inside of Finnegan's as part of that area. And so you can go inside and have a drink, and it's air-conditioned, and then there's still a lot of room to move around compared to some of the other Stay and Scream areas yep. like Lucy or Springfield. And I think last year, uh, Diagon Alley was a stay and scream area too, which seems like a really nice area to stay yeah. and scream too. Being back there should give you a little bit of option to quickly get to a few houses before everyone else does too. So, Right, unless yeah. you go on the annual pass holder nights. early entry yeah. nights. Because and then those you just watch people houses, cross you <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> depressingly. 
So, so as soon as we get past Finnegan's, there's another little street that leads back towards uh, Transformers. Right. And there isn't much theming back there, but there is a little bit of scaffolding back towards by Transformers. And so I think there might be somebody that can get up in the scaffolding back there and scare some people waiting in line for Transformers. That should be. I mean, that's cool. We've got a Transformers ride, a Transformers uh, house. That would be <laughs> just a lot of explosions. <laughs> yeah, and then as we pass by Sting Alley, there is a, a huge bit of scaffolding that's got some sort of machine up on top of it that looks like maybe one of those oxygen machines that they are so coveting. Back down by the bathrooms that are on the side of the Mummy Show Building, which is off to our left now, there is a rusted-out car full of full of uh, uh, bushes and a tree and all kinds of other stuff. And then there's a couple of barrels back there, but both of the barrels and the car have forklift pick points on them. So I think that they will be able to bring those out from back there. I don't think there's actually going to be any bit of scare zone back there by the bathroom. Yeah. I think they're going to bring them out and set them up in the main area of New York back here. It's a good bathroom, too, if you need, need a break. It's a nice one, kind of tucked oh. away. <laughs> Just a, a, a tip. The last little bit of theming that's up right now is there are vines all over Lou Wasserman's statue. How much do you know about Mr. Wasserman? I know that he was the man that decided to allow people to take tours of the Universal backlot. <laughs> that's pretty much it. So in front of you now, you're walking out of New York into, you know, where, what are we seeing? Right now, I am walking out of New York, and if I make a left, I will head towards uh, Dead Man's Wharf, but there is a very large crowd and loud music there because the fish jugglers are out right now. Oh, those darn fish jugglers. All right, well, <laughs> one person did ask me this from Gary Pounds. He said, hey, off topic, but can you ask me how he plans to resolve the fridge situation? Oh, well, I don't know. So far, I don't know how much he knows. We've got a new fridge. Yeah, it's resolved. As of earlier today, it was delivered, and it's sitting in the middle of my living room because it doesn't fit into the kitchen. Oh. So I have to try to figure that out when I get home. Well, uh, that's unfortunate. Well, Gary, hopefully by the time you're hearing this, it's all resolved. You have a fridge that works properly. Well, man, I appreciate it. Are you going to keep walking? Or are you going to? Is this a good place for you to stop? That's up to you guys. I can keep going, but I have to get past the, uh, the fish. guys doing there. If you want to keep I – mean, look, I'm not going to tell you to stop. Because stuff is actually really good, but if you need to go, I'm not going to force you to go through the fish jugglers. All right, cool. Let's do it. Let me let's listen to the loud music as I run through. There's a guy juggling knives right now on a unicycle. Oh, no, he's on a balance board. <laughs> this, I just, we're going to leave this in just, just for the heck of it just, just for editing sake sorry guys you're just going to enjoy this is like uh, when you listen back to like Mouse World Radio back in the day in the Disney days you just listen to the sounds so now you just listen to the sounds of, uh, of Tim's Bluetooth mic and what it picks up there's a guy juggling knives on a giant unicycle right now something you wouldn't How see Halloween it. Horror Nights yeah, yeah exactly Why is that? that's, that's going to be a chance at scare zone for sure can you ever see anything? I mean, I know that I'm not there as much while they're setting up, so and I haven't been since I used to work there. Can you see any stuff for houses, really, or is it kind of just it's all so tucked away that it's hard, hard to see? It's all so tucked away. I, the only thing that I've been able to see is I can see a little bit of that Chance house back by Men in Black. Yeah. But that's it. Have you done the immigration tour of Men in Black? I have. My name is in many a book on the immigration tour. Very good. Very good. I think someone said during the RIP there may be something like that that happens. So I'm not yeah, sure. that's where your refreshment you get stand a drink. is, is down in the immigration room, yeah. Well, I look forward to that. I've never been down there, so I... I, I 
Thank you I'll so watch much. All Thank you. I'm okay. on the phone right now. Sorry. Oh yeah, let's take a photo real quick. No, it's not the Tell him to listen to the podcast. <laughs> I like being in your ear right now because it's just we 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 could say the worst things. Just great. You look pretty good today. <laughs> Thank come, you. Come here often. <laughs> Dick too often. So now we're heading into Dead Man's Wharf. <laughs> yes, the, your beloved. Heading into Dead Man's Wharf, and I'm excited because this is going to be a fantastic scare zone. Like even right now, there's a bottleneck here from people just walking through the park. Not the sheer amount of people that will be walking through here during Halloween Horror. And not because they're stopping and looking at stuff, just because the way it's set up? Yeah, just because the way it's set up. So if you can imagine in your, in your head the pearl stand that is outside of what used to be Earthquake, that yeah. runs up to the edge of the sidewalk, and then there's just a brick street, and then there's the little turntable there for the, the trolley car. Basically, the props take up just the brick street area, and the boat comes past halfway on the turnstile or the turntable for the trolley cars and right. it's it's massive it is a it, the boat is massive and it takes up a lot of the scare zone i'm actually back in some of the boo areas where the uh, scare actors will be jumping out from behind boxes and stuff like that that's and awesome yeah, the boxes are pushed out to the edge of where the sidewalk would continue if there wasn't an inlet in to where earthquake, earthquake used yeah. to be yeah and, fa- and uh, Fast and Furious, we still got a while, right? Is it going to be like 2018 when that opens? Or 2017? I, I think it's 2018. Yeah. It used to say on the graffiti here, but the graffiti they is now blacked it, out. Yeah. But I can tell you this. They have gone vertical on Fast and Furious, yeah. and it is gigantic now. Yeah, I, I mean, I know they have that out in Hollywood. You guys are probably going to experience a version of it during the tour. But I guess if it's similar to what they did with Kong, they're actually it'll be a different experience. Uh, so yeah, that should be cool. I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it's a little bit more because we went on the one out in California the last time we okay. were there, and it was it was fun. It was a nice little part of the tour, but it, I don't think it could be a standalone ride like that. Yeah, it's just a, a little bonus thing for the actual thing, not for not to be an attraction itself. I'm sure they'll have some right. fun with it. So, all right. So now you're you're past formerly earthquake, formerly disaster. It's going to be replaced by another attraction with the rock. Uh, where where are you uh where are you at now i am now heading into the london waterfront passing by the entrance to the hogwarts express and there is some lighting back here for horror night some themed lighting towers i just don't know thank you i just don't know what is going to be back here in the london waterfront it might just be lighting to let yeah. people be able to see what's going on now Diagon Alley was open was lighting? yeah oh yeah so it's additional right so yeah, maybe just so, yeah, spooky. Yeah, Diagon Alley will be open. It was open last year, right? Right, Diagon Alley was open last year, and it was a stay and scream area last year. So Diagon Alley's fantastic, especially it doesn't get cold here, even though it's fall. Like right now, we're going into the fall season, and it's still ninety degrees and rainy out. Right. Here. So you're gonna sweat your butt off at uh, Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> right. I remember. I think last year it was hot all the way up until the last night. Yeah. And then it got cold one night, like the 30th, and then the 31st, it was hot again. Yeah, so, so be careful. You may get chafed crazy, so just watch out while you're uh, – know that you're not going into that kind of thing. Now, did you do any of the Diagon Alley stuff while you walked through during Halloween Horror Nights? Were you able to notice, like, how are lines even for people that want to – maybe they just like, hey, let's try Gringotts. Yeah, the lines for Gringotts were shorter 
but uh, I just don't know that they're running as many trains during Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, so may just not be worth as it. Short as it could be. Uh, someone just tweeted us. Uh, Atlanta Haunt Review said, "Which scares have surprised you the most in terms of theme and decor, and have any su- exceeded your expectations?" Well, I guess we kind of can answer that. Was that uh, Fisherman's Wharf? Or not Fisherman's Wharf. Uh, Dead Man's Wharf. Well, as far as exceeding expectations, sorry, joy to the world is blaring in my ears. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, as far as exceeding my expectations was actually Layer of the Banshee, which we haven't reached to yet on our walk. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that one. Because I didn't know what to expect. They didn't really have a very descriptive no. uh, definition or ex- explanation of it. And so I just didn't know what to expect. And now that I've seen it, I'm pretty excited for it because it has, like, there's little caves where people can sit and jump out and scare you. And there's one stage-like cave that's back in the yard of Garden of Allah. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do with that because it's, it looks interesting. Yeah, I wasn't even sure that scares it was going to be. For some reason, that one I have completely forgot about until you mentioned right now. I don't know why. Just Maybe you're right. Maybe because the description was so short. We're just kind of like, maybe it's a Celtic-inspired monsters. But I haven't really even thought about it. So it's... Uh, that's awesome to hear that it actually is over there. So are you almost, well, no, where are you now? Are you almost there? No, you're on the I, other side. I'm in the middle of Springfield right now. Yeah. I took that shortcut across yeah. the bridge, and now I'm running through Springfield, which we do know that there will be the return of the roaming horde. Right. And that was so where they where they lived. Yeah. And that was maybe what the lighting might be for the London waterfront. I just don't know how much they can do as for J.K. Rowling. Yeah. In, in front of uh, Diagon Alley. But they got the approval to do it in, where are they doing it? In Japan? Are they doing... Uh, in Japan. They yeah, have so, Death Eaters in Japan. Yeah, so come on now. We got to get that here. I mean, that's going to be awesome. Hey, some another random person just tweeted. Or no, same Gary again. Hi, Gary. He said, uh, also, Tim, you're a tall guy. How often do you hit your head on stuff at Halloween Horror Nights? All right. Every year. Every <laughs> wa- every house, every walkthrough. <laughs> I... Uh, it's because we have the, the hanging, what do they call it, stuff and face. The stuff and face, yeah. That, that gets in my hair and in my mustache every time. And it's a little bit annoying, but I've gotten used to it. And I know that I think this year and last year we have a like a crouching tunnel that we have to go through, right? Uh, yeah. Or I that think, we, we, we think there's going to be a crouching tunnel. Yeah, someone tunnel. said that, yeah. I love every year being reminded that stuff and face is the technical <laughs> term. <laughs> Yeah. Well, now, Will, you've got, you've been with been how many Horror Nights? 10, 11, 12? I mean, like countless. <laughs> countless. Countless, except you can count it. Yeah. 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 Probably about 10. Yeah. yeah, at least. We've only not gone together once or twice. Right. And I've been to you know, 13 or so, so. Right. All right. So Simpsons is, uh, is very nice. I'm sure you can go check out the animal actors. Again, another thing that somehow sticks around. Yeah, sure. All of your all of your listeners are British, and all your viewers. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I feel like I'm in your ear right now. It's creeping me out. <laughs> this is why we do podcasts and not video. No one knows what we look like. Right? They'd be more disappointed. Tim's got to go out and get the mustache twirled. No, no. What are their thoughts on single rider lines? <laughs> what do they think about the new annual pass holder change of pricing? <laughs> yeah. awesome. How about that Brexit vote? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
keep up the good work. Thank good you work. so much. Great to watch. Really good watch. Really like good. nice mustache. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Have a good time. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. Very nice. So, that's why I, I told Will, that's why we don't, we just podcast. No one knows what they look like. They'd be very disappointed if they saw us. You have to go and like put on a show, do your hair, do the mustache. Oh, and it's raining today too. So I'm always concerned about my hair in the rain. All right. the, uh, we are walking past one of three remaining screen used DeLoreans. Very nice. The one wasn't destroyed. Right. And then, uh, the, of course, the screen used train. Yes, my son just watched Back to the Future, the original, for the first time. He's almost four. We watched the whole thing, and then at the end of it, because he's seen, he's got his picture with Doc Brown by the DeLorean in the train. He just goes, he's in the end. He goes, "Where's the flying train?" He was so mad, like he was like, "I've been waiting for this train the whole time." I'm like, "Okay, that's in the third. And I was like, "I don't want him to be like in the last three minutes," you know. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. For uh, I don't know if it's the same DeLorean from Bill and Ted's last year, but they have been bringing out a DeLorean. I know. With Doc Brown. I thought about that the other day. We need to ask that. I'll, I, I can get to the bottom of that. Somebody, one of our one of our in contacts will know that. So we'll find out. Is that the same DeLorean, or are they just renting another DeLorean that maybe runs better? <laughs> so we are heading into uh, ba- Lair of the Banshee now. Oh, this and this is I the one. My left. Yeah, there's this large rock structure with roots and trees and skulls and bones sticking out of it and then there's like a little area inside of it like a little cave where a scare actor can sit inside of and pop out and scare everybody that's coming by especially with the amount of fog that we know they pump into this area yeah, the delicious smell Which, of fog yeah actually i don't see any fog machines right now i wonder if those haven't gone out yet oh there's one okay Found one. <laughs> there is one next to the large, large cave structure that is in the the in the yard of the Garden of Allah villas, and it looks like somebody can sit inside of there too. It's also pretty interesting because the entire inside of it is painted completely black, almost as if they're trying to make it look like it, it has a lot more depth, or maybe they'll put some sort of black light inside of there to accentuate the look of whoever's inside of there, the banshees. As you've been coming week to week, do you see it grow more and more and more when they come to putting stuff out? Or does it kind of feel like it's like, all right, they put it out, it's there? No, it's definitely grown. Like, the last time that I came, none of this stuff was here for Layers of the Banshee. And you're there pretty regularly. You were there, what, last, probably last week? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. All right. And then there's a couple more little, uh, what did you say this was? What, what you said that there was a, they said it was like an ancient Celtic like vibe to it. So uh, I don't know what the Celtic monster is other than like <laughs> the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> but Nessie. <laughs> Have they done that before? I feel like there's been a, a, if there hasn't, there's been at least in my head, there's been a Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Uh, Scare zone or house. A, a lagoon scare zone. That yes. sounds amazing actually. Yeah. Why not? They did that. Uh, they did the show a few years ago. We can do that. So there's, as, as we're almost out of the layer of the Banshee Scare Zone, there's this huge rock formation with a carved stone-looking structure coming out of it that has all of the Celtic symbols and stuff like that on it. So I think that that will be some of the theming that kind of points towards the Celtic origin. Very and it's cool. just covered with bones and skulls and stuff like that. It has the Tracker clan emblem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, I, that that one's yeah. exciting because I I didn't even like I said I just don't know why that one did not stick with you in reading it, and I'm j- 
just excited to hear that you're pumped about it because it gets me at least like, all right, I've totally forgot about it. At least I know can anticipate. Have there been any like big entrances you've seen to any of these other than maybe the Chance House or is they just kind of start? Have there been like any gates to any of these scare zones? No, just the chance area. That's yeah. the only one that I've seen. I kind of miss that. They, they used to kind of do that, I feel like, a lot more, where you'd have these almost formal entryways to the scare zones. But I guess as they've started to grow and be less uh, confined. Yeah, I feel like at some point, just the entire park, is a scare you're zone. never leaving a scare zone. Like, it's just going to be swift transition from uh, yeah, even Simpsons, Banshees into Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that reminds me of the area that I'm standing in now, during Halloween Horror Nights 20, had the two big X's yeah. at the end of the street with fear standing in front of it and fire and everything like that right here at the end of Hollywood. Yeah. Fear, everyone's favorite icon, who uh, got <laughs> who gets an occasional mention here and there, but people often forget about fear. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, that's exactly, that's how I feel, is, is I kind of miss that. I miss that vibe, the maybe formal entrance. Like, they felt more like houses, maybe then, when it had, like, an actual, like, defined set. But... Then again, uh, like you said, you get to now walk through the whole thing, kind of experience one giant rotating scare zone. That's pretty rad. Yeah. And then we head into Hollywood and we see the big screen for, uh, what is it, Academy of Villains, the dance troupe. Right. And that's across from Mel's, right? Like the Rock the Universe stage? Yes. Yeah. And it's definitely not the Rock the Universe stage because the, okay. the, the props are all the way up and the stage is complete. And it does not look like anything that would be involved with Rock. <laughs> you don't think the audience would be thrilled with what you're saying? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. It looks very much like an old, disheveled warehouse. Toby Mac is not performing in front of that uh, this year in Rock, <laughs> Rock the Universe. <laughs> Fun fact, Toby Mac lives right next to our studio. Just So if you're, wow. st- if you're stalking us, you can find us now. <laughs> and then we head into Hollywood, and that is where Vamp 55, Vamp 1955 will be. Yep. There's nothing here. See, th- see like, that's the part that's so sad. Like, I guess you're right. It could be the parade floats, but it's like the exact opposite. I forgot about Layer of the Banshee, and it seems to be the best one so far that you've walked through. And then the one I was probably looking forward to the most because I love the theme of, like, this sort of grease vampires, there's nothing. <laughs> there is yeah. the idea of that the mascot is the sun, and that's fun. I get it. It's a nice little pun. Or no, pun. A little uh, play on joke. vampire Yes, of course. Uh, these vampires obviously can't be in the sun. So we know that this is a, a, a more classic vampire. But if you're talking about a mascot in general, like it's somebody that's supposed to strike fear in yes. the hearts of your opponents, like, you know, a cheetah or, <laughs> a, uh, I don't know, cheetahs aren't very frightening, like a lion. I don't want to run into a cheetah. Uh, bobcat, bulldog, things that are fierce. For a vampire, what's the scariest thing? It, they you, okay. were either going with the garlic or the sun. Right. So I would like the garlics, the Hollywood <laughs> garlics. Uh, I would wear that shirt. Any, uh, any Hollywood garlic. Yes. Any sight of... Uh, so is that the last scare zone? That was it. Man, you've done a, like a mile for us, and I really appreciate it. Uh, any, any, you said the, the big store we're not sure about, but any even like merchandise stuff popping up yet? Because they usually start rolling that out pretty... A, at least a couple, couple days before. Yeah, I haven't seen anything yet. I actually didn't look inside the Universal Studios store to see if there was anything. I haven't seen anything because yeah. I, I would imagine that would have popped up on Twitter pretty quickly. Yeah, Will will add a, another giant shot glass to his uh, collection since you've been collecting since you're about 15. Yeah, but I skipped years. Yeah, I only so it's like weird. The odd years. <laughs> yeah, Will's had they're, it. They're, fla- they're flower votives. They are yes. on the bottom. It's a, or at Disney, what are they, a vase. In, in Disney, they're pencil uh, toothpick holders. Yeah, 
a shot glass, a toothpick holder over at Disney. So if you buy that at the Mexico Pavilion, you'll notice that when you, it rings up, it says toothpick holder. All right, man. Well, again, what'd you say? Go ahead. I said fun little insider information. If you're willing to play the gamble and you can come the last night of Halloween Horror Nights, all of the merchandise is greatly re- reduced on the last night. So if you so, come, and this year, is Halloween night the, the last night this year, or is it November 1st? I think Halloween it's Halloween night. Halloween night is the last night. I bet it's going to be slammed. I don't know. How, I've, gone yeah. on, I've gone on Halloween, and I've gone the night before Halloween, pre-kids, and it was actually pretty quiet, because most people aren't doing other Halloween things. they got kids, they got parties. So it's really, but being the last night, it may be more intense than usual. But remember, my wife and I went the 30th a couple years back, and it was dead. It, like, I wish that I had not gotten an express pass, because it was awesome. And also, Halloween is on a Monday this year, so hopefully it'll be even more dead. Yeah, super quiet. I'm sure you'll be there. And you're doing everything this year, right? You're doing all... You're, I'm not sure if you're doing a tour this year, but you're doing this character dining again. You're doing, uh, you're, you're doing obviously, the, uh, the VR experience. Anything else you guys have special planned for this year's uh, Horror Nights? We are doing an RIP tour, and that's something interesting that's, like, not the RIP tour, but usually check-in for the RIP tour here is at the VIP area at the front of the park just above guest services. Right. They've moved it this year over to Blue Man Group. Oh, I haven't gotten that note and, yet. I need to check that out because yeah. we're doing it too and I didn't I didn't know that. I don't know why. Oh, I'm not the RIP tour. Sorry, the Unmasking the Horror. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Will and I did that a couple years back. Yeah, it was back in that normal lounge area. Yeah, and then also the repository checks in over at um, Blue Man Group. Well, that makes sense because that's pretty much in the Nickelodeon soundstage, uh, my old stomping grounds. That's the main, like, I really want to do the repository and I'm really hoping I have time to do it. But the main reason is I just want to walk through the old soundstage and cry a little bit and uh, get emotionally <laughs> distraught from 17 year old Logan who used to work there. So it's pretty awesome. Uh, man, well, well, again, I appreciate it. We're probably going to be pre gaming over at Toothsome's because I saw your review and you can maybe give us just a second of it for those wondering because I'm going to try to check that out before we go into Horror Nights. Your kind of thoughts watching your video, if you guys again haven't watched the video, is. Theming great, food okay. Yeah, well the uh, the tachos were amazing. Tachos. Everything else was just kind of like okay. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Uh, a step up I from prefer, NBA City. <laughs> right, a step up from NBA City. I would prefer it over NBC Grill Brew. Yeah. But not over Cowfish. They have their own beer. They have a, a chocolate called Two Chocolate Stout, and it's delicious. <laughs> Did you try any of the flavored uh, marshmallows or uh, candy floss? <laughs> no, the first flavor that I saw was absinthe, and I'm like, no, that's cool. I'm gonna that one. <laughs> yeah, they do a bourbon though. Well, I saw. Yeah, I'll, I'll pick up some of those bourbon ones, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. The <laughs> aniseed flavored uh, marshmallow, not really what I'm looking for. All right, Tim. Well, we appreciate it. I'm sure you now need to go take a break, have a drink. Well, look, I'll, I'll PayPal you enough money, pick up a drink, and uh, enjoy yourself because really do appreciate it. I will. I mean, I appreciate it. I appreciate you you always connecting with us, and um, I look forward. Again, guys, check out the video. By the time you hear this, whatever Tim has been doing today, I'm sure we'll be up, and you'll get to see uh, his adventures through the park, including, hey, we don't usually get to see or hear your uh, your, your photo taking, your selfie talk. I'd say your UK presence is, is strong, clearly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we appreciate it, and uh, thanks for even giving us plugs with the T-shirt. I know you got your Scare Zone T-shirt, and uh, again, yeah, I'm going to be wearing it to Horror Nights one night. All right, well, please take a picture because we'll share that and be like, look, our friends are famous, and we like it. Uh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Eileen and Chris 
for really uh, helping out. Obviously, Scott, thanks to Scott, he's not here today because he's working. And thanks to Will. Ah, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, Will, who, who sat through a full walkthrough of this. And you said a few things. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. You got to work. I see. I'm a little bit more of the. I don't want it to fully be spoiled for me. Yeah, so, so it wasn't. It doesn't spoil anything, folks. If no. you if you skipped over it, go back and listen. Doesn't spoil anything. But I haven't been following it as heavily. Some of your episodes where you're getting into a little more details. <laughs> I don't listen to those as yeah, much. It's more like the as the interview ones. Like, yeah. I love that because I I do want it to be a little bit more of a surprise. What are you looking forward to most? You know, I think the I always like the comedy style house, yeah, which right. So I think that's probably going to be the Krampus house, even though right. I don't like the word Krampus. No, you don't like freaks it. me you, out. You don't like when I say it around the office. But I also I really like the icon. I really like Chance. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see how that uh, how that shakes out. Yeah, I'm glad it's early in the night, so yeah. the 3D uh, will be okay. <laughs> yeah, so you won't feel uh, woozy after. You know, after having several of those uh, IV bags, right? 4D, it may just look normal. All right, hey, and final call out because maybe this could be a, a final crossover with the podcast. I want to know who created the IV bag, Jello Shot, and I want them on the show. So if you know who that is, let me know. It may have been Julie, it may have been someone who's already been on the show before, but I want Blood Bag Person, creative director of the Blood Bag, to come on. I'll come back on with you for that one. I'm, I'm That's a, a good crossover. <laughs> staking my claim. All right, well, thanks, Will. Thanks to everyone who listens. Again, Scarezo t shirts available now at scarezone.com just in time to get them for Halloween Horror Nights and some cool new merch rolling out next week that you're not going to want to miss. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Obviously, check out Chris's book. This is your last chance to get it for Halloween Horror Nights. You can go through the guide. You can find all of that at scarezone.com. And as always, keep your eyes closed and your ears open. We'll talk to you on the next show. Episode 13. Dun, dun, dun. Spooky. I know. Coming soon. See you guys. This has been a production of Lawful Brown Studios. Copyright 2016.